This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, happy Friday to everybody out there listening to uh, the Good Neighbor News Talk 830 WCCO. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman on this Friday. Weather's not too bad out there. Roads are not too slick. Happy to be with you here. From noon until 3. Plenty of people to talk to on the show today. It's a feisty Friday with Shaletta. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to talk to Shaletta about. I'm sure there's plenty of things that we can talk to Shaletta about. Shaletta <laughs> knows all. I don't think there will be any uh, any worry about that. Right, I think so. once she get on, gets on, the, the topics just kind of generate themselves. That That's true. That's true. You can you can just she's somebody that you can just throw anything out there and she is going to run with it. Yes, she will. And she will have uh, some passionate opinions about whatever the topic is. We'll definitely talk to uh, Jace Frederick from the St. Paul Pioneer Press about the Minnesota Timberwolves in the second hour, as well as talk a little bit later with Matthew Collar, regular guest here on the Chad Hartman show, as he also was a, a guest of mine on the Lake Show. We'll talk some Minnesota Vikings football. Uh, with him a little bit later in the show as well. Uh, plenty of things to uh, to get to over the course of the next three hours, and I appreciate you hanging out um, and chiming in on various different topics over the course of that time. And I wanted to actually start with the Vikings because the breaking news yesterday evening is I'm sitting in the Skyway studio at, um, at uh, Target Center, Awaiting, hopping on the air to broadcast leading up to Timberwolves basketball with them facing the Toronto Raptors last night. The news came across that Ed Donatel, defensive coordinator from the Minnesota Vikings, um, he was he was done. He was he was gone. That uh, Kevin O'Connell and the Minnesota Vikings were moving on. And I looked at that and I have a, a bunch of different opinions about the move in itself. Okay, because I think that. For the last, I don't know how many weeks, I think that most Vikings fans, most football fans said, it's a done deal. Like, the writing's on the wall. Move on already. And I get that. I understand it because nobody can look at what transpired and what took place and be happy with how that defense played. Okay? But Vikings fans are breathing a sigh of relief that Kevin O'Connell put out that statement yesterday announcing that that Ed was not going to return as defensive coordinator of the Purple. And I say, hold on. Hold on a minute on this breathing a sigh of relief. Because first and foremost, we do not know if Kevin O'Connell, if Quasey, if they are really good at identifying 
good defensive coordinators. Because the first choice wasn't a good one. Okay? So let's just pump the brakes a little bit. And let me reiterate something that I mentioned yesterday when this was announced. I am not 100% certain that Kevin O'Connell wanted to fire him, that he wanted to move on. This move was one that most people anticipated. But I think that, and I probably am the only one that feels this way, I feel like he was feeling some of the pressure to fire Ed, not just based off of just the results on the field, right? Because they won 13 games, okay? Great accomplishment. They won the division, but the defense wasn't, um, you know, one of the strongest units with the Minnesota Vikings this year. We all understand that. Yeah, they were very much a bend but don't break on most Sundays type of defense. But with that being said, whenever he talked during the course of the season, and later in this season when they had press conferences, and I'm hearing questions being asked by Matthew Collar and other media members, he wasn't ever definitive or even coming across as confident that that he was going to let go of Ed Donatel, that he was going to get him fired, or that he was going to fire him. Now, I'm not saying that Ed Donatel did anything to garner getting a second season, okay? But when you start feeling the pressure from the fan base and everybody's talking, right, I think that that he knew that I can't bring him back. Like, my hand's forced. Yeah, we won 13 games. Yeah, we got to the postseason. Yeah, we won the division. But he knew. Kevin O'Connell knew that there was a portion of the Vikings fan base that would lose confidence in him, even after all of that, winning the division and 13 games. They would lose confidence in him immediately if he didn't fire Ed Donatel. They were going to feel a certain way here in the offseason and be like, well, okay, we're going to get this guy or that guy. But Donatel's still there. He's running a scheme that we don't even think works. So I think that he he knew that, well, maybe I do like Ed and maybe I should give him one more year. Actually, I can't. That's That's what I think. That's what I believe. And I could be wrong. I think you're wrong. <laughs> no, I I think from from things I heard in press conferences from Kevin O'Connell, I think especially over the last five, six, seven games of the season, you got a little bit. I mean, he certainly wasn't you know coming out and flaming the defensive coordinator. That obviously never happened. But I think you know he'd get questions about you know the the lack of blitzing and things like that, and he would he was a little more forefront saying, yeah, you know that's something we got to look at or. Yeah, we probably could, you know, mix in a few more blitzes. I think just, just kind of poking a little bit and just kind of giving just a little bit of a insight into how he's how he's really feeling about the defense. Mm-hmm. Certainly mm-hmm. not going all in saying Ed's screwing this whole thing up. Um, and I'm not saying he's supposed to throw him under the bus. No, doing, absolutely doing not. But but let me ask you this then: if he felt as strong as you believe that he felt, because he might have felt a certain way. I'm saying that he didn't feel strongly. And I don't think that he was ever confident about it. Why did he say at the beginning of this week, well, we're evaluating things? I think because they didn't want to talk about it during the press conference. Exactly. That's 100%. I, I, and, 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 and I'm like this. Be more frontal. Yes. Be open. 
Be, That's be what your fans about crave. And, 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 when you, and when you are a head coach in big-time college athletics and in professional sports, you make the calls how you see fit. Whether I like it or not, whether the fan base likes it or not, you make the call. Because you know what? You might only get one shot. Mm-hmm. You might only get one shot. So make the most. Because you do not want to be two or three years removed um, from a job or down the, you know, down the line in a job. And you're like, you know what, man, I screwed this up. This is somebody I like to have in my organization. Whether it's a coach or a player, you'd never want to feel that way. But if anybody would like to chime in, have at it. We can uh, take your phone call or your text message on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. That phone number is 651-461-9226. I'm one of those individuals right now. I'm trying to figure out where do they turn now? Who's next? Who are some of the names that we'll be talking about and discussing and hearing about interviewing as the next defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, Henry Lake, in for Chad Harpin. Here on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, Chad Hartman with the day off. Henry Lake in for Chad. Dave Harrigan hanging out producing. He's always producing. Can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. That's right. If you'd like to chime in on the Vikings conversation, 651-461-9226. Because I'll be the first to say I have no idea where the heck they would like to go for defensive. I don't even know where I would like to go. I'm there, and this we always have opinions about like who you want as a new coach, who you want for a new. I have no because I don't know what does KOC want to do defensively moving forward. Like everybody wants to have a good defense, but in terms of like scheme. Is there a specific, like, does he want to do something different? Because what we were doing this year, that didn't work. <laughs> no, it did not. So, so you know, do you want to do the whole, you know, getting back to a traditional 4-3? Or, I, I just, I, I don't know, man. It, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see how things kind of proceed here. And you would think that you want to get 
a new person tied up and into the into the mix here, you would think in the next couple weeks. Yeah, you'd want to do it quick. You'd want to do it quick, and and are you? I mean, because I don't know. Like, would you be grabbing a defensive coordinator that's come that's still playing in the in the in the season, like in the postseason? Because how would that work for somebody that's a defensive coordinator right now already with another team? Like, why would they move? Yeah, if they're that successful to this point already, you would think that the person's probably out there somewhere already. You would think. You would think. Yeah, I. It's hard. It's hard because obviously the you know the switch to the three four didn't work this year. No, you know whether that was the fault or you know it was a scheme issue. Uh, personally, I think the the problem is going to be finding a defensive coordinator a that you like that you trust with their system, but then building the roster to fit that system because that was to me the bigger problem than Ed Donatel this year. It was still you know we talked about it on Monday with Chad of. You know, the defensive draft picks that have been made by the Vikings since 2016, Mm. abysmal. Yes. Absolutely abysmal. And the fact that you're still, you know, as Vikings fans, looking at guys like Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter, quite frankly, all past their prime to be the stalwarts, to be the studs on the defense, that's a problem because they're not anymore. Well, well, I guess when – I'm glad you brought that up. Because the best thing about this season for the Vikings were the guys that have been around. Okay? Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, um, defensively, Peterson's a vet. Could, could you say that one of the – I don't want to even make excuses for Ed – but I'm just throwing it out there. Could you say that one of the excuses could be, well, look, some of the young guys that we expected to see the field didn't see the field in Andrew Booth Jr. Mm-hmm. or Lewis Seen because of injuries. Now, to me, that's not an excuse. And to me, that's something that I think that Quace is already under the microscope because of having a bad draft last year. Let's just call it for what it is. Yep. That draft was not good. No, it has not worked out. It has not worked out. And I get it. I, I'm not going to throw shade on scene, the scene pick yet. And this the only reason why is because of the horrific injury that he had. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why. Now, he wasn't playing up until that injury. Like, he wasn't seeing the field. And when you draft somebody in the first round, you expect them to play. Yes. Booth Jr., we were being told from day one that this guy, talent-wise, has it all there, he's going to be somebody that potentially could start in his rookie season. I was told the moment he was drafted, like like literally that day, I got a text from an NFL. This person actually, um, they they are not just – an NFL individual, but they they do a lot of different things with a lot of various different teams. And they stated, they said, look, I'm telling you right now, uh, I was in a war room, and when I saw that pick come off, my, my I almost kind of exploded because we had, and I won't get into the team, but there was a team that had do not draft him in the category of do not draft because of his medicals. Mm. And it was it was it was known that he had had a few injuries at Clemson. Sure, but when I got there, he was like, "This guy's medicals, not good." 
I don't think he's going to hold up. He didn't get through his rookie year. <laughs> so, Kwesi's got to he's got to answer for that now. Now I'm not now I'm not sitting here saying that I hope that the kid doesn't come back. I want him to be productive. I hope that he's the next Deion Sanders. But the way it's trending, eh, it ain't looking good. Those are things that 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 concern me is that when and I just happen to be lucky enough that I know insiders like that, right? Where they where they hit me back with a text like, mm, "Man, I this, this ain't good. This guy, his injuries. I've seen the medicals. It ain't good." And then it plays out that yeah. way because when you see when you get a comment like that, or you hear something like that, or somebody tells you that, you know what you do? You hope and pray for the best. You hope that you know what it's all in the past that it'll all work out, and you wish nothing but the best. But when it comes to fruition, and it ain't good. Yeah, so soon. That's the part that gets, uh, unfortunately, gets uh, really, really frustrating. So we'll see. But but the draft, I'm telling you right now, the moment that that draft class didn't do anything this year, Quasi goes back on the clock. Now, did he make some good moves in free agency? I thought that Hicks was good. I thought that Smith was good. Okay? Now you got to figure out what the heck you're going to do because from a salary cap perspective, and some of the vets, the aging vets that you got that probably or likely not going to be back next year, you got to work your magic. No, you have to work a lot of magic. I mean, they are stuck right now. And when you're thir- when you have a 13 and 4 record in year 1, you think the fan base is looking for you to regress? <laughs> oh no. When you're about to give Justin Jefferson new money, oh no. They're not going to take a 7 and 10? Oh man, no sir. Mm. No sir, they're not taking that. All right, uh, coming up next, I want to get into a topic that about something that I enjoy eating. I think that we all enjoy eggs. The price of eggs has been in the news because the price has gone up dramatically, like everything has. But why more so eggs in terms of how we just you know want to go out and hit the restaurants and get the breakfasts and the baked goods? It's a really, really interesting um, article that I saw in the Star Tribune that kind of dives into that. We'll discuss it next year. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. This is the Chad Hartman Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. The headline in the Star Tribune, at costs peck away. See what they did there. At budgets for consumers and businesses. And we've been hearing about this for a while. I saw a tweet from Don Lemon from... Uh, CNN earlier in the week, and he was talking about egg prices because he actually he had 
put out a tweet because th- there were some people talking about paying like up to like eight dollars wherever they were at for some for a card of eggs, whatever. And he was like, um, "Is this the correct price here?" Because where he was at, he said he was he was paying like it was like five bucks or five ninety nine or whatever. So it, it's it's varying to where you're at, like you you know your locale and, and what's going on. But at the end of the day, the story is that they're up in a big way. And just to mention a few things from the Star Tribune um, article here from uh, Brooks Johnson. Diners, bakeries, and other businesses that go through eggs by the case, not the dozen, say the impact of the past year's spike in egg prices is staggering. Um, This is a quote from Sam Turner, who was the owner of the Nicollet Diner in Minneapolis. Quote, we're paying 2000 more per week compared to this time last year. Um, she says uh, that Sam says, which brings in about 10,000 in revenue a day, quote, that can be very, very painful, whether in omelets, scrambles, cakes, higher costs for eggs are getting baked into the prices consumers pay. Turner would go on to say egg prices have had an enormous impact on us and we've had to raise menu prices. We're a small business at this point. We lose a day of revenue every month to the higher cost of eggs compared to a year ago. Now, Turner said that last January he was paying about $25 for a case of eggs. That's 15 dozen. Now it's 69 Well, I have a friend that is a small business owner, and uh, she's awesome. She's amazing. And the egg prices are impacting her as well. And joining us on the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline it's Tina Rexing, owner of T-Rex Cookies, and clearly Tina needs eggs like all of us need eggs. Tina, first off, thanks so much for being on the show, but but let, let's talk about this for a second because this is something that um, a little bit less than a year ago me and you discussed and talked about because we have a relationship and we have a partnership in which we do, um, you and I, we, we do a, a fundraiser cookie for Boulder Options, Daryl Thompson and his great organization where we give the money um, – made the proceeds to Boulder Options, and right around the time that we were getting ready to do the cookie, I don't know, for some reason I just asked you about the about prices because of the egg stuff going up. Just talk to me about how the egg prices have impacted your business. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, well, over the last year, I've gone through about two to three price increases on eggs, and so it's... As a business owner, I try to keep my prices flat, you know, just so my customers are, you know, happy and still love my cookies. But unfortunately, eggs is one of those ingredients that I have no choice but to put into the product. And so it's been it's been a rough year in terms of like my bottom line because of the increasing prices. You know, it they almost tripled at one point in December when I have like the most egg use. Mm. Wow, that's 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 yeah. crazy. Well, well, you're. I think that you're very much lucky. And when I say lucky, I mean we're all in, all <laughs> dealing with the the, uh, the 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 prices um going up, and, and you have to kind of you know you kind of have to roll with the times, right? Because you know times uh, can be tough. But I think when I say lucky, I think that you're a little bit lucky in that I, I think you have a great loyal customer base. So so they kind of are. They understand it. They they understand it and they get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna forever be a fan of T Rex cookies. But like you mentioned, like you don't want to have to 
you know, I, I don't know if there's a better phrase, like, you know, jack up the price, whatever, but you don't want to have to pass that cost on. But sometimes just in business, you have to pass that cost on. Yeah, and I think as a small business owner and people who support local and small, it's great because, you know, we are not immune to price increases. Actually, small businesses get hurt more because we can't – usually there's a price cut if you buy more. Yes. And as a small business owner, I can't buy a truckload of eggs at a discount. Yeah, it's um, a distribution issue, right? Totally. And the thing is, I try to keep my prices flat, but, you know, because my customers, like you said, are very loyal and everyone sees prices going up across the board. Um, and as long as people know that hopefully this is not a permanent problem, um, I, I will do my best to give everyone the best value as possible. Yeah. No, I hear you. We're talking to Tina Rexing, owner of T-Rex Cookies, because I saw this article about the egg cost going up, and it was something that me and her talked about actually last spring, and uh, it hasn't dropped off. But one of the things that was mentioned in the uh, in the article that I should um, acknowledge is that they say um, that the worst may be over for home chefs, commercial bakers alike. The U.S. Department of Agriculture data show uh, data shows egg prices backing off in late December, but there's no indication that um, that the that it's going to ease back into the prices dropping off. So, so like. What are the conversations like between you and the people that you have to deal with on a daily, on a weekly, just about pricing fluctuations and all of that stuff? Well, I think from a um, from a small business perspective, we start talking about forecasting. Mm-hmm. Like, what what's it going to look like six months from now? And so if I can just mentally prepare my company for increases or decreases, but, you know, eggs is just one component, and when I talk to my suppliers, other things are going up. So even if eggs drops down for me, I have a feeling that something else is going to go up. So, so with that being said, like you are somebody that you literally, you started like from the ground up, right? Like, like state fair, then you've got uh, uh, a spot that you're selling cookies out of. Then you end up going to a, another location. Then you build out a location in a mall. And so, like, and now you're in stores. I'm seeing you're in Cub and all these other various different places. H- how does it impact you in that way with everything happening in terms of the expansion of your business? Well, it's starting to make me think about, do I keep expanding? Because mm-hmm. the more expansion, expansion isn't free. So when you make the decision to expand, does it make sense to do it? And because of the prices going up and my bottom line getting smaller, the question is going to be, should I expand or should I not? Or maybe I should contract a little bit because the more you're out there, the more expense there is associated to that. So until everything kind of settles down from an inflation standpoint, I think I'm going to have to rethink what I'm going to do in 2023. Um, in terms of do I stay how I'm doing, do I expand, or do I contract? Yeah, no, I hear you. Hey, Tina, thanks so much for giving me a few minutes and just kind of giving me your insight and perspective because you are absolutely impacted um, more than most when we talk about these egg prices. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. All right, take care. That's Tina Rising, owner of T-Rex Cookies. And like the article mentioned, um, the why of prices being up, it says many factors, Okay. Um, that uh, elevated demand early in the pandemic, not enough workers, truckers, and eggs to meet that higher demand, uh, higher cost for egg operations, the bird flu wiping out commercial flocks, reducing supplies, uh, continue high demand as people cook more meals at home than pre-pandemic 
uh, time. So there's a lot of things that are factoring in. I'm sure that I'll see somebody tomorrow with, that'll be wearing a shirt blaming um, Glenn Taylor. <laughs> or for for hey, right, right. Being, being you know what I'm saying this is how we yeah. operate right now but yeah. but it's uh but it's it's all interesting man yeah and I mean you think about the businesses that are impacted like like she said you know eggs are a crucial part of the T Rex cookie um you know Nicolette Diner as they cited in the story but you know any diner any place that specializes in in breakfast you know yep. You don't order anything for breakfast that doesn't have eggs, whether it's you know scrambled eggs, over easy eggs, an omelet, uh, pancakes, waffles. They all have eggs in them, and they they're flying through these things. Obviously, it impacts us, you know, just on a personal level. When we go to the store, I pay five bucks for a carton of eggs, and I hate doing it, but I eat eggs a few days a week, and you know, I can think, well, if I have an egg or I have two eggs, that's still less than a buck. I mean, it's you know, it's still a cheap breakfast, but. Yep. Man, when you're flying through them by the case, two thousand bucks a week for Nicola Diner, that's not small. No, it's not that's small. That's not at all. small at all. Yep. Uh, a lawyer spoke yesterday. Lawyer for a six year old in Newport News, Virginia, who shot their teacher. You guys have probably heard about that story the last couple of weeks. Um, I got questions. I'll address it next year. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. All right, it's the Lindus Construction Time Check. The time now, 12.50, time to prevent ice dams with new insulation and ventilation. Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. Happy to have you along for the ride. Not happy to share this story with you. And most of you have heard this story already. Uh, it's, not, it's not breaking news because it happened, um, what, a week and a half ago. But you had the issue out in... Newport News, Virginia, where you have this six-year-old student, goes to school, he shoots his teacher, okay, which we hear about school shootings a lot, all the time. Typically, the assailant's not a six-year-old student, okay, but um, I, I guess we're living through some crazy times, so of course the stories get crazier by the day. But the lawyer for the family spoke, and the family stated that the six-year-old boy who shot and wounded his teacher in Virginia said that the child suffered from an acute disability and that one of his parents usually accompanied him in class but did not the week the shooting occurred. The statement from the boy's family was released through the office of attorney James Ellenson. Okay, It's the first public communication from the child's family since the shooting occurred on January the 6th in the city of Newport News. Um, quote, our family, and this is from the family um, which was not identified. Okay, Our family has always been committed to responsible gun ownership and keeping firearms out of the reach of children. The firearm our son access was secured. The statement did not elaborate further on where the 9mm handgun was kept or what they meant by secured. Ellenson told the AP by phone Thursday evening that his understanding is that the gun was in the mother's closet um, on a top shelf that was well over 6 feet high, The weapon also had a trigger lock that requires a key similar to a bike lock. Regarding how the child may have gotten access to the gun, Ellenson said, we don't 
No. This is, listen, this is pretty simple in my eyes. When a family says that they're responsible gun owners and that their firearms are secured, I would say in that response, with this family, in this story, to heck they're not. They are not. How how can you – don't even say that to me. Like, I get it, like, through your attorney and legally you got to say – but that I, it doesn't fly with me at all because the teacher got shot by the six-year-old. So – Charges need to be brought, in my opinion. We need some accountability here. I'm sorry. We got to start being accountable for this crazy stuff that's happening. You had a kid in Michigan that the signs were there. Remember, he had the the, the thoughts, and he had the letters that were confiscated. And they, the, the parents um, sent them back. And they knew, and they, well, he had just recently like received the weapon from his parents. Those parents, then they remember when they were on the they they were hunting for the parents because the parents bolted mm-hmm. and they had to, they found them in a warehouse or somewhere. Like we got to start holding these people accountable, man. Yeah, because I'm sorry, a six year old taking a gun to you don't tell me that it's secured. Clearly, it's not secured. Yeah, the the statement should have read the family thought they were responsible gun owners until it's been proven that they were anything but. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. I can I can secure my daughter's. Uh, tablet on top of the kitchen cabinets which are like eight feet in the air guess what she can get it she proved it last week she can get a stair a chair and then she can climb up on the counter and then all of a sudden how in the hell did you get that you know six-year-olds figure it out if that gun isn't locked away in a safe Mm -hmm. um and and the fact that they had a trigger lock but apparently the trigger lock didn't work well clearly there's a problem there with where you're putting the key or how you're securing that lock. It's yes, there need to be charges. I I feel terrible for the kid. I feel terrible for the six year old who probably didn't understand the gravity of what he was doing. Clearly not. And you know that's 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 the only thing I that mean, makes because because me... they're, they're not their brains aren't formulated to the point they're not developed enough to even to be able to process all of this. Yes, exactly. On. And consider what death actually means if they were to shoot somebody and what could actually happen. But. You know, the only thing that gives me pause is I'd hate to see a six-year-old lose his parents because they made a horrible decision. You know, perhaps they're very good parents in many ways, and they just completely failed in this category. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know what you do besides jail time. You know, they should go to jail. They allowed their six-year-old to get a gun and shoot his teacher. And and I think I think according to the the article that I saw. I think the most that they get, it's a maximum one-year prison sentence. Mm-hmm. So, because it's, it's a misdemeanor crime punishable with a maximum one-year prison sentence and a $2,500 offer. I, I just don't, I think you make some fine points because we don't know enough information about the parents. We don't know if they're the worst parents on planet Earth or the best, right? Um, well, I, well, we know, we know they're, they're not, not the best. best. We know they're not the best. We know they're not the best. As soon as I said that, I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, we, no. We, but there, there has to be jail time here. Like, it, it just to me, I don't think that the twenty five hundred dollar fine is enough. No, it's not. And so, when you look at this situation, and we think about because 
I think also once you send this message, I think it does. Hopefully it resonates with other people. Look, I need to be more responsible. I may think that I'm a responsible gun owner. Maybe I'm not. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to research this a little bit more because maybe my six-year-old or my eight-year-old or whatever can access my – they also say that the kid has a disability, right? And he's got a individualized education plan, IEP, whatever. And I'm, I know about that stuff, whatever, because I spent many years working in education. To me, if you know that your son has other issues, to me that kind of makes it a little bit worse because you know that you're dealing with a child that uh, needs a little bit extra assistance. So... Does uh, Shaletta Brundage need some assistance? I may need some assistance from you, Dave Harrigan. <laughs> Shaletta Brundage, it's a feisty Friday on the Chad Hartman Show. Henry Lake in for Chad. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 